evening and welcome to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. This is the show that looks at all things educationally related in Nevada County and our schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools. And with me, as always, is Kim Ewing, Nevada County Schools Arts Coordinator. So tonight we're excited. Kim and I have got, we've gathered many students thanks to their principals. And we've got a teacher, two principals, and, and a gaggle of students, we shall call them, because we don't get to use the word gaggle enough. Uh, and we're talking about maker spaces and, and STEAM programs going out. And the schools we're, we're looking at tonight, uh, we're, we're down at Penn Valley at the school district there, as well as Nevada City School District. So some really awesome programs going on there, kind of uh, indicative of what's happening in Nevada County, all the great things that are going on in our schools. So I'd like to welcome... Uh, from Penn Valley, we have Chrissy McEwen, principal, and Chrissy, you are the principal over at Ready Springs. Yep. Welcome, and if I have it right, uh, we brought with you several people, and I want to make sure because I saw faces being added and deleted, so I want, don't want to miss anybody, but I have down, you have your mad maker who is in charge kind of in the makerspace area. That's Ben Davis. Ben, welcome. Glad you're with us. Hello, hello. And we have Seamus and Bella. And we're hoping we have Alexis join us, uh, who's having a little bit of internet trouble. Did I get everybody, Chris? You got everybody, absolutely. Perfect. So Penn Valley, thank you so much for being here. We're excited. And we have Principal Sam Shug from uh, Seven Hills. And, and Sam, you were on uh, just last week with talking geography tournament. So you're back with other great things going on with your kids. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, Scott and Kim, for having us. I am super excited to be back with you guys. This is a great experience for our students. So we are very oh, yeah. excited to be participating. That's great. And with you, you have uh, your teacher, Robin Black. Robin Block, excuse me. No, Robin Black. I wrote it down wrong, and it's Robin Black. Robin, welcome. Hi, Scott. And I'm actually the principal of Deer Creek. <laughs> and just during this show, Robin has been moved up to the principalship. Uh, Robin, <laughs> I am sorry. Forgive it's me. Okay. I haven't been over to Deer Creek yet this year. Uh, to, to say hi to you in person. So I need to take care of that right away. It's fine. It's uh, my so, first year. So I totally get it. It's fine. I knew. Well, thanks. We're, we're thrilled that you're here with us. And you have with you two students. We had Lev and we have Xander. So those are the guys that are with Sam Shug from Seven Hills. And I have with me Koa and Lilia and Willem from Deer Creek. All right. So great. So thank you guys. Sorry about with Zoom and different pictures. I wasn't sure which students went with which principal, but we have them down now. Well, thank you. Well, uh, well, I think we're out of town, folks. By the time we got the introductions done, our 30 minutes is up and, and we're finished. But, but no, but uh, thank you. We have a lot. This is probably the most number Kim and I've had on. And that's fantastic. The more kids, the better. So uh, we're really excited about it. As we said, let's talk about makerspace and STEAM projects in your respective schools. So Chrissy, I'm going to start over with you in the Penn Valley area. And then you and Ben, you can jump in our mad maker as uh, we talk about. It. So tell us, what are we what are we doing down at uh, Penn Valley with the makerspace? It feels like what are we not doing? Um, we keep adding more and more in. Um, it's been a pretty ambitious project that Ben and I have um our brainchild. It started last year with the Lego robotics. And um, that was our kind of entry point. And then uh, adding Ben on, it has just exploded. And so I'm going to pass over to Ben to launch a few things that we're doing in there and, and take it from there and have our kids chime in. That'd be great. Ben? Sure. 
So the, uh, the makerspace that we've started here, I actually got inspiration from my dad and he did the bicycle recycle program at Seven Hills. So I wanted to take my own 21st century flair here at the school and Chrissy has afforded me this opportunity. So I, I just thought I'd run with it as far as I could. And we are currently doing 3D modeling, 3D printing, uh, vinyl t-shirts. So kids are able to design, cut out and make their own t-shirts, including wow. masks. So we can motivate them to keep their masks. And for our, and for our listeners, obviously you're on the radio, but uh, the Mad Maker Ben has a very cool uh, mustache mask, uh, mask that he's wearing right now. I think Very Sam's nice. jealous. <laughs> I think Sam may be. So we are doing tons of stuff down here, all the way from robotics to 3D modeling to prototype and design. Uh, and everybody's getting involved that has been in here, all the way from uh, kids to staff. Everybody wants a piece of it. I'll bet they do. And, and Ben, this is your first year down there uh, setting this up? This is. Wow. You have made great gains considering we are just uh, – you know, midway through November, and you're doing all that, building upon what was there last year. Um, wow, Chrissy? And I was going to say, we've got some, uh, the kids are having things that are actually feeding right back into the school. So, um, so Bella has done some great design work in, um, and Bella, I'd like you to chime in here. What are some of the projects that you were working on? Uh, so far, I've made the Thrive Tokens for our Thrive Store. Uh, I've made a lot of stickers. And so far, I've also made a mask. And a mask. Well, and maybe, Bella, your uh, Thrive tokens, you said, for the Thrive Store. Can you tell me what, what is that? What is the Thrive Store that these, your, the tokens, I'm assuming they're a uh, type of monetary uh, value or, or something for, for buying. The Thrive Store is pretty much a student, like everything in, the, in that store is student made or has food for the students. And uh -huh. let's say the student does, let's say a student does something good, like they help out a person with something that they need help with. They would get a Thrive Store token, and with that token, they'd be able to go to the Thrive Store and get something. I like it. So it's like a positive rewards program you have down there, and and that's the way. What a great way to uh, to reward the students and then go to the store. So you make the uh, the Thrive tokens. Now, were the Thrive tokens your design, Bella, or or did? Uh, who came up with the, the token uh, design? I came up with the token design. Uh, ben is the one making Well, Bella, if you do have the chance, I'd love to see one. If you can have your uh, your principal or the mad maker put one in the pony that we sent around the, the, uh, the county, I'd love to see one of your, uh, one of your designs. That's awesome. Uh, Chrissy, what, uh, going back to you, what about uh, Seamus? What is, uh, you know, he's with you right now. Seamus, what have you been working on? Uh, so I started the year off building uh, a battle robot. We started with that with uh, about 10 of us in the group. And our goal was to create robots and code them to be able to battle each other and see whose robot was most efficient. Uh, and then partway through the trimester, Ben had the great idea of uh, sectioning it off. And so then he taught us all how to make masks. And so we all have custom masks. And so I've made one of those and I have a couple more that I've already built that we just, I just need to print. Wow. Well, I can tell the enthusiasm in your voice for the robots. That sounds pretty cool. And I love, Ben, that you've taken a, uh, uh, what's become commonplace now, a school, our mask and made that fun for the kids to design their own masks. Um, and what a great way to turn that around and enjoy it. It must be great, Ben, uh, working with the kids on these projects so with their enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. I, I love to see kids ask questions and want to know how and why. 
and I will help them every step of the way to get that answer. That's fantastic. Well, now I'm going to head up the hill now. We're going to go over to the Nevada City School District and check in with uh, Sam and Robin on what they're doing. Sam, I'm going to start off with you. So what takes place uh, at Seven Hills with the students in the makerspace? Uh, so we have, a, I'm going to actually talk about a couple different ones. And, and uh, the Mad Maker mentioned the first one. His dad, Steve Davis, created a the bicycle uh, recycle program here at Seven Hills mm -hmm. about 20 years ago. And that program has been unbelievable. Um, that's a program where bikes get donated uh, from the community. And we roughly get about 600 bikes donated a year from the community. Um, wow. And we take and we repair as many are repairable. Now, some that have been living under your deck for the last five years, nope, we just straight recycle those to the metal shop. But we probably repair and put out back on the streets about 200 bikes that our students get to get to work on. Um, and one of our students, Xander, is one of my best bike shop persons. And I, I was going to have Xander talk a little bit about our bike program because it truly is a one-of-a-kind program in the state of California and, and probably larger than that. So, oh, it is, Yeah, it is. And Sam, I've been lucky enough to come over there probably for the last 15 years at least to see that program and going on. And uh, so, Xander, I, I want to hear about your experiences in the bike uh, the bike program there at Seven Hill. Um, so the bike program's really uh, been one of like the main places I spend my time, like I'm there at lunch and recess and any other time of the day. Uh -huh. We're starting to get, move more into spray painting bikes and uh, more instruction wow. for people who like don't know that much. So I'm normally in the bike shop helping uh, other kids. So I don't normally work on my own bike, but I just help everyone else. Uh, I spent a while and I built my own personal bike there. So, uh, and there's plenty of tools anytime you need them to work on the bikes or sometimes you can bring in your own bike if you need them uh if you need it worked on and uh you, you can learn how to work on your own bike uh also any of the bikes that we work on from the program go to uh we send them up to loaves and fishes uh, uh -huh. in Sacramento and donate them uh that's the really cool thing about this program instead of it just being something that's fun for the kids which it is it also helps towards um getting people better acquainted and keeping jobs so they go to homeless people and homeless people are 70% more likely to be able to hold and keep a job if they have a bike because they have, they have uh, some means of getting to their job. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. And uh, Xander, that is, and it's such a cool shop that you work in. If, if you're familiar with bike shops, when you walk into that, that space, it is a true bike repair shop with lots of stations set up. And how awesome that you, uh, you donate the bikes back out to the community and put it to good use. That's fantastic. Thanks, Sander. Nice work there. And Sam, what else? Because I know I've been over to your campus and you've got multiple things going on in Makerspace land. Yeah, so um, similar to what Chrissy said, uh, we've been doing a robotics program kind of up on our own through UC Davis and the CSTEM program. And this year we mm -hmm. switched. This year we have joined into the Lego craze and uh, we are actually looking forward because now that we've joined in, I think about five schools in the county now are all kind of doing the, the Lego robotics, if not more. And we are really looking forward to getting forward to some competitions when we get to the STEAM Expo mm -hmm. at the end of the year, potentially, or, or next year. Uh, this is a new realm for us, really where you get to kind of put what you put into practice here at school into competition. And I think as, um, as Chrissy students said, that's, he's getting to build the battle robots now. And that's, that's, we're not there quite yet, but we are moving that way. And I'm really excited about uh, our new robotics program. Yeah. Um, the other, we have two other ones that I wanted to mention as we, we kind of have a, a, a wood shop electronics class. And this over the last couple of years, um, this program 
They built um, pinball machines all out of wood and electronics. Mm -hmm. They built a shooting gallery with lights and, and everything. So they're working on circuitry and they're working on woodwork. Uh, they also built uh, full computer gaming systems. So kind of like wow. a tabletop game when you had as a kid. Uh, it was great. We've, they've been able to work together with Woodshop and Electronics kind of to mix those together. Um, so those have been some of the great ones we do. I did want to mention the other, I did bring another student, uh, Lev Weisswasser. And Lev has kind of over the last two years made a big push for drones. And, and Lev has, we've been able to have enrichment classes after school for the last two years that have included drones. And, and I'm gonna actually pass to Lev because Lev has put a ton of work. Uh, I actually asked one of the other students who was the teacher of that program and they said Lev was, and I said, well, <laughs> no, but that, that's right in some ways. So yes, well, Lev, as the unofficial teacher over there at Seven Hills, tell me about the, the drone making you're doing. This sounds, this sounds awesome. We're having a lot of fun over here. What we usually do is I've been teaching the kids how to fly. We haven't actually made drones yet because they're extremely complicated. We've been starting off with small drones called Whoops. And every single day, we teach how to fly, how to fix, and then and, and they usually do a race. Some what, of the was drones, the name, what was the what? name of that, Lev, the, the drone you just said, the small one? Uh, whoops. Whoops? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so carry on, please. And... Some of the drones we use, or when they get better, have, can go in upwards of 200 miles an hour and can go through buildings. So those are really fun to fly, but you have to be pretty well prepared for them. And what's even better is once they graduate from my program, as I've done myself, you actually in the competitions for drone racing can easily make a good amount of money. In just one competition, me and my team of, team of pilots made $3,000. It's a really wow. fun competition. So, and... What's even better is it's such a small field. Drone racing hasn't only really taken off in 2015. And so the learning curve is still really easy. I mean, when you have something like basketball, every kid wants to be a basketball star. So to get to the pro leagues takes a ton of effort in 20, 30 years straight. With drone racing, it's only been around for five years. So to get to that professional league kind of status, you only need a year and a half of effort or around, and you can already be making good money and have a commentator. It's overall a really fun sport and has a really nice community. Wow, that is amazing. I can't get over just the, the, you know, what you're talking about, the drone going up to 200 miles an hour. I mean, that takes a lot of skill to teach students to make sure that's really a lot of power. You, you've got to watch and, and go over that. Well, um, man, well, we are going to turn it over to, to Robin in just a minute to hear about what's uh, going on over at her school. At Deer Creek, but I want to remind our listeners, we are halfway through the program that you're listening to Educationally Speaking, and we have a great group from the Penn Valley School District at Ready Springs, specifically, Seven Hills, and Deer Creek from Nevada City talking about makerspaces. So you're all listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Tim, let me pass it on to you for the second half of the show. You bet, Scott. So Robin um, and your three kiddos there at Deer Creek, what can you tell us about your makerspace idea and how it all began? Where and how did it all begin? Okay, so I can talk about that we have two makerspace areas kind of in our, um, in our school. We have our steam room, which is run by Paul Cross, our steam teacher. And then we have what is really exceptional and which I was so excited to learn about when I got hired at Deer Creek is we have a Lego room. Um, and it is a room dedicated to building and creating and 
um, you know, using Legos and to start those basic engineering skills. And to be honest, I don't know how it was conceived because I'm new here. Um, but I do know that the previous um, scene teacher at this site worked really hard to put that together. Um, and so then I was lucky enough to come into that this year, as well as Mr. Cross, our scene teacher. And so he runs our scene program out of his steam room and then also helps to run the Lego room. And we give, um, he has access to it as well as teachers. Teachers can sign up for their own time in the Lego room and he kind oh, of, that's great. The, yeah, the guidelines for it and gives teachers ideas on curriculum to use. Cause it's not just a free for all. It's really intentional with how they're using the space. But I thought, um, I have, you know, two or three students here. I have one first grader and two second graders. And I think it's great to show that you know, this type of education starts young um, and they're just as enthusiastic about it as some of the older kids. And so they had been waiting so patiently here with me and I was gonna have each of them come and talk about maybe their favorite steam project and what they like to do in the Lego room. So Koa, can you come over here so you can get really close so people can hear you? You're gonna get really close to here and you're gonna talk with a big voice. This is Koa. Koa, can you tell us what your favorite project in the steam room has been? Playing with the robot mice and and game. That's what impressive. Horses? Wow. Horses. Mechanical yeah. horses? No, he was saying courses. So oh, courses. he was coding like a mouse, a course for the mouse. Ah. To oh my gosh. How amazing, Koa. That's, and those are your favorite moments in your steam room. And what do you love about the Lego room? Well, how we get Lego. I love how we Okay. That sounds fantastic, Koa. Thank you for sharing. Let's how see. about, yeah. Lilia, about Lilia? come over? You'll, you'll be next. We're really eager to speak about this. They've been so patient. I know they've been so patient. So Lilia, what's your favorite project that you've done in the steam room? I love the bots that you've had. I passed. They will use them. Okay. And why is that your favorite? They can make noises. Okay. I like that. And what do you like? So what do you like to do in the Lego room? That sounds amazing. Thank you, Lilia. <laughs> Willem. And we have one more. Willem is going to tell us his favorite thing, his favorite project from the steam room. Um, my favorite. The balloon-powered car. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Yeah, so you put um, bottle cap, I mean, with uh, hunts that are wooden, and then you connect them and put, and then tape them, and then tape it. Wow, that sounds amazing. I can see why that's your favorite. Can you also tell me what's your favorite thing to do in the Lego room, Willem? Well, I liked it when I built my garage in it. That sounds pretty fancy. Is it your dream house? <laughs> well, thank you, Willem. And thank you, Mrs. Black, for sharing with us. I mean, honestly, listening to all of these students loving what they're doing in the makerspace, my question is um, how, and maybe Sam and maybe Robin and Chrissy can also talk to it. How does this um, cross reference into the rest of the, the curriculum or cross into other subjects? How is the learning just so coming alive. Oh, Xander wants to respond to that. Okay, go ahead, Xander. Tell us how does this transfer into other uh, academic subjects for you? Um, so in Bike Shop, instead of having just a book that you read of, you're actually working with your hands. And what that can lead on later on uh, is that could lead to maybe a, me a mechanics degree or uh, going into like working on cars or something, or even another bike, bike shop, which is uh, just opens up career opportunities for later in life. True. So you're finding some real world applications on top of everything you're doing there, Xander. That makes sense. Does anybody else have any other things they want to share about that? How about Chrissy? 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's been a great opportunity for kids to really put um, their design skills in into action and see real tan their tangible items that they've been able to see in their mind, go through a design process and then be able to see these products. And we can transfer that into to real world when we're looking at graphic design, when we're looking at, um, you know, arts programs that they can get into as well. So, you know, it's really such diverse opportunities that kids are getting um, in addition to their skills in Tinkercad that, that they're putting into practice and the perseverance because, you know, we love failing forward. It doesn't work. Um, we try it again and do it again. Um, and I think that that's a huge skill that they're learning through these makerspaces. That's so true. That growth mindset of keep trying and I haven't gotten there yet, so to speak. Um, what about Lev? You have something about what how this is bringing to the other courses in your life. Tell us. One thing that this is really also bringing to is this drone racing directly connects to science, if in a bit more radical way, because there's chemical equations you actually have to do with the batteries. And sometimes if you get them wrong, they'll blow up the size of a 10 by 10 foot building, which has happened once. So you got to be kind of careful, but it really uh, yes. you <laughs> into your mind about different chemical equations and it puts a little bit more pressure than what happens sometimes with grades and the kids that don't care about grades. This will really teach them how science works. In well, a way. for sure. You have to be responsible. It sounds like extra responsible. Yeah, I love. <laughs> how about I see Bella's hand up. Do you want to share how it's influencing the rest of your scholastics, Stella? I love Makerspace because of how open and how many options it gives you. You can do pretty much everything you want to do in Makerspace. Like it's it's an open environment that just allows you to decide on what you want to work on and how it influences you. And ever since I've done it, I feel like more creative and stuff. Well, isn't that a gift? Yeah. So you're seeing it across all your talents and skills. That's great to hear, Bella. What about Robin Black? You had something you wanted to share, too. Yeah, I was just going to add about how this relates to, you know, all the academics that we're doing at school. And it really does reinforce um, that growth mindset, like uh, Chrissy was talking about, you know, in um, critical thinking and planning skills, and as well as that perseverance and all of those lessons that they're learning with these hands-on science experiments are things that they can apply in the classroom as well. Absolutely. You're so right. Um, when it comes to um, making these maker spaces, maybe we could talk to the mad maker, one of the coordinators. How do you come up with the lessons? Are they tied to a certain grade curriculum or is it the scientific method that you're using? Tell us a little bit about how you design your projects, mad maker, which is actually Ben Davis. <laughs> so I, I got the mad maker as a nickname because there really is kind of what these kids want to do, I will help them figure out why they failed and how not. Mm -hmm. So with a, a good example of 3D printing is rapid prototyping. And I can print things within an hour and they will have their digital object become a physical object. And then we can discuss why it's not working, why it won't do what they expect. And then they can go back to the drawing board and be like, well, need to tweak here and here. So it's more or less just trying to figure out what will open their minds most? And that is my goal. How wonderful. So you're sort of that facilitator or side coach that helps them. What could be the next step of trial and error? I love that. Of course. I love that. And what about um, at Chrissy's school? I mean, it sounds like Ben's already said that, but what about at Sam and Robin's schools? Like, 
with STEAM classes and the projects, how do, how do they get ignited or how do they get planned? Are they by grade level that they do special projects or how does that work? If anybody could answer from Sam or Robin's school. Yeah. Um, so we do it a couple different ways. Our teachers sometimes just choose projects that might find interest to them. Uh, last year, we built uh, trebuchets which are also known as pumpkin chuckers. Oh, fun. And so that was something that that teacher had always wanted to do. And we just kind of took off and run. We did our first set out of, out of wood projects and we were able to chuck pumpkins probably close to hundred feet. Last year, we did them much lighter and we did it out of cardboard, which is another medium that we'll often use, which was just a great piece. So oftentimes it's just, maybe that's the desire of the teacher. Um, the other thing I was going to mention that how I tie it to school and Chrissy mentioned this in the design process, as we often are designing the trebuchets, we have to have the students figure out how much it costs for the wood and all the production values. So we're always tying in other layers and, and the design process allows for so much to kind of, you can go a lot of different directions, but ultimately I think Lev was one of the first persons and, and maybe Xander said it also is just to get your hands dirty a little bit. Um, every one of our kids who takes bike shops, they, they get to learn how to change a bike tire. Uh, they get to learn how to turn a screwdriver and turn a wrench. Those are skills that I, I still think are important skills that we should, um, that I want to empower people to be able to have. So I like that one that we're able to offer some of those pieces. Absolutely, Sam. It's so true. And like like the, the a lot of the students have said, it crosses over to their academics in all the other subjects. And STEAM, for our audience may not know, STEAM is an acronym for science technology, engineering, the arts, and math. And so it's basically bringing a lot of your academics in one. And that's exactly what I've heard tonight. Um, does anybody else have something they want to say as we're wrapping up our makerspace and STEAM topic? Um, is it Seamus? Do you have, or Chrissy? Well, I was going to say Alexis finally was able to get her internet working and she has just popped on. And I was wondering if she could share um, one of her favorite projects that she's done, if that's okay, Kimberly. Please, of course. Alexis, hi. Tell us something that you've done that you've really been happy about. Looks like we don't have our sound. Well, um, uh, we can brag about some of her design work that she's done um, with her Ready Springs, what we call her Ready Springs swag. It's just phenomenal, um, layered designs and, and absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm just gonna brag about her design work. So it's been really fantastic to watch it evolve and um, her work with vinyl has been, been just fantastic. So I'm gonna brag about her since her, what her uh, mic is not working. Sounds really good. Well, uh, maybe we'll keep trying, but um, I think Xander, you had something else you wanted to say. Um. So on the topic of how things that we're working on in bike shop or in other uh, maker spaces can apply to like the real world and apply to other subjects. Um, when you're working on a bike, especially this year, we've started to actually tune into what uh, some of the kids want to do instead of just working on bikes or teaching them how to work on bikes. We've started to let them instead of strip, so we stripped the bikes down and then we started to spray paint them. So I've spray, I've spray painted uh, the bike I was working on. I stripped it fully down and I spray painted it bright blue. And oh, you're showing us a picture of his bright, lovely. So you're you're learning some some painting skills as well, Xander. Then. Uh yeah. So <laughs> we have a ton of different colors and stuff that you, if you want to use them, yep. you can color whatever the heck you want. Another thing is is it kind of 
each of the parts on the bike, they work a different way. And a lot of the parts on modern bikes work the same way as they would work in a normal car. So for instance, the, uh, the hydraulics and the brakes, the, sh uh, the gearbox, the, they all kind of work generally the same as they would in a car. Great. And it's just, it reignites your thoughts of being a mechanic, right? And all the skills. Well, thank you, everybody. We are running out of time. Scott, what an amazing um, topic to talk about tonight. Perfect topic. And you're right. So, uh, but I want to thank everybody, Sam, Robin, Chrissy, thank you for being amazing principals, first of all, in your respective schools and for bringing these programs to your kids and the students we had with us. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Ben, thanks for being the mad maker down there in Penn Valley. Uh, and our audience, thank you for listening to us. On behalf of Kim, uh, we wish you all a great evening. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night.